This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. Ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wala udwana illa ala al-dharameen, wala aqibatu lil-muttaqeen. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa barak al-abdika wa rasulika Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasiman kathira. First of all, once again, Eid Mubarak to you, whether you're celebrating on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of your ibadah, all of your worship. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from ibadul Rahman, from the servants of the Most Merciful and descend His mercy upon us. Um, I don't want to get into the Eid debate right now. Um, I just posted something on Instagram very briefly, but follow your community inshallah ta'ala and may Allah azawajal accept from you, uh, whatever that day is. Um, it's kind of bittersweet, subhanAllah, to come to the end of this, to be honest with you. So this is the last session of Ibadul Rahman, uh, the last of our live programmings uh, for Ramadan. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us um, from us all and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for any shortcomings that we may have. Um, and certainly we do have some shortcomings. I uh, genuinely appreciated and loved the sense of community that's been fostered, alhamdulillah, uh, through this online audience. And uh and, and really, I just want you all to know that the supportive messages that you've sent to Yaqeen, uh, the comments that you've made, uh, though we haven't been able to read all of them, but they've meant a lot to all of us. Uh, and it's kind of kept us going uh, through the amount of uh, sessions that we've had to have. It's really kept us going and kept us focused because of how we've heard from all of you, how this has been of benefit to you. So I pray that Allah accept on behalf of the entire team. Um, if you get a chance to go to Yaqeen Institute's website and click the About Us, then you'll see, alhamdulillah, just how many people are part of making this happen. So I want you to make dua for them, all of the team members, their families, ask Allah to accept from them the moments that they had to step away from their personal ibadah to make sure that I don't mess everything up with this technology. Uh, please do make dua for them, inshallah ta'ala, that Allah accept from them and accept it as ibadah and make it a means uh, of them being amongst those that observe Laylatul Qadr and that observe Ramadan fully. And uh, again, I, I, I do, inshallah ta'ala, uh, promise to be back on very uh, soon, inshallah. So uh, after Eid, which we're celebrating Sunday here, I'll take a couple of days off, inshallah ta'ala, and then I'll start with some brief reminders, live reminders online, inshallah, evening reminders. And then we will be launching a very special June campaign, inshallah ta'ala, with daily programmings once again. The theme of connecting to the Qur'an, staying connected to the Qur'an. I don't want anyone to lose the connection that they felt to the Qur'an, specifically this Ramadan. Uh, I, you know, I, I pray that all of us will be able to stay connected to the Qur'an. So connecting to the Qur'an from various angles. So we will have uh, you know, programs every day, inshallah ta'ala, starting um, in a week, uh, focusing on the parables in the Qur'an, the miracles in the Qur'an, continuing reflections on the Qur'an, verses of healing in the Qur'an, um, and so much more, inshallah ta'ala. So uh, please do stay tuned, and uh, we'll be back at it soon enough, inshallah ta'ala. And um, also, I'm going to ask you to fill out the survey uh, that's in the description um, or in the comments. I'm not sure if they put it in the description or comments, inshallah, but please do fill out the survey and let us know how we can do better uh, for you, inshallah ta'ala. As I said earlier tonight, uh, you know, we, we've tried to be here for you before Ramadan, when, especially when COVID broke out. And uh, we've tried uh, to push ourselves 
as a team, again, as a team, Yaqeen is a massive team, alhamdulillah, to push ourselves to stay with you during Ramadan. And inshallah ta'ala, we'll try to be there for you uh, after Ramadan as much as we can, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. So uh, with that, inshallah, um, coming to the end of Ibadul Rahman, the servants of the most merciful. And uh, as I get to the end of the servants of the most merciful, just an FYI, it's raining really, really hard right now. Um, so I pray that it's a descent of mercy uh, upon us and that uh, it's a means of acceptance for us, inshallah ta'ala. So I ask Allah to accept from us all. And uh, as I was studying uh, for this series, uh, I really uh, personally um, regained an appreciation for these ayat and connected with these ayat in a very uh, in a very different way, alhamdulillah. And tonight is uh, the sweet ending that I pray that all of us will have. And... Um, you know, the last hadith that I'll read tonight is one that I hope, inshallah ta'ala, we'll keep reciting to ourselves uh, over the next few days in particular as a means of keeping our goal in focus, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. So Allah Azawajal says, وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنْ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا Our Lord Grant us the delight of our eyes in our spouses and children and make us leaders of the pious. So, you know, the most distinctive characteristic of these Ibadul Rahman is their eagerness for the Rahmah of Ar-Rahman, which is most manifested in their prayer for salvation. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, mentions that they are praying for their own salvation. Oh Allah, remove from us the punishment of the fire. And they're very sincere as they are shedding tears, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant them salvation. But they now extend that rahmah to their spouses and their children. And so in the broader sense to their families as well. And as we said, al-aqrabuna awla bil-ma'roof, those that are closest to you are most deserving of seeing your beautiful character. And one of the ways that you exemplify beautiful character for your family is you make dua for them. فَاسْتَجَابَ لَهُ رَبُّ Deep into the night, that prayer, that ibadah, that dua that you make for your family uh, is a special prayer. This, the prayer that you make for your parents to be forgiven the prayer that you make for your, your spouses and your children to be guided and to uh, be granted everything that you want granted for yourself. And so what is the prayer that they are making for their spouses and their children? It's a prayer for salvation. Okay. Before anything else, it's a prayer for salvation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them the same salvation that they were asking for themselves. Now, this is, I think, probably one of those times, in fact, throughout these ayat, uh, this is the time where it's most important to pull back into history and to see the situation unfolding the way that these companions were seeing the situation unfold in Mecca. Most of these people that were making this dua right now were in a situation where their spouses and or their children had not yet embraced Islam, okay? So there are very few examples of families that embraced Islam in the Meccan period, in the early Meccan period. And this is when the surah is revealed. And so these people, and remember, the Sahaba are a generation of converts. 
They're calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they're saying, Oh Allah, guide our families. Oh Allah, guide our spouses. Oh Allah, guide our children. And you can imagine, you know, these are people that have become deeply in tune with the reality of the afterlife and that also have deep love and empathy for their families. And as they are reading about the torment that some will face in the afterlife, how badly they don't want their families to be on the receiving end of that torment, right? Some, maybe even more than themselves, okay? Maybe even more than themselves because sometimes we love our family, especially children. We could love them more than we even love ourselves. And so you have that sahab, sahabi or sahabiya, that male or female companion whose wife or husband has not yet embraced Islam, whose children have not yet embraced Islam, and they are insisting upon idolatry and oppression. And they are calling upon Allah and saying, Ya Allah, let them be the coolness of our eyes. Let us see the moment where they embrace Islam and they enter into this realization as well. And there's an important part here of da'wah, which is uh, the one who doesn't have something can't give it. And so uh, this person is already in a reality of prayer and in a reality of understanding the hereafter and be connected to the akhirah. And they want to give that to their families as well. One of the, the easiest ways to run your family away from Islam is to be a hypocrite with your religion, is to be a hypocrite with your religion. And so these are people whose families are witnessing their excellent character. They're witnessing the way they carry themselves as Ibadul Rahman, both in regards to their individual prayer habits and in regards to their public interactions. They are maintaining a certain regimen, holding themselves to certain standards in worship and in work, in private and in public deed, things that, that cause admiration to grow in the hearts of those that are near to them, that see them in their sincerity, and they're calling out and saying, Ya Allah, guide our spouses. Ya Allah, guide our offspring. Ya Allah, guide our parents. This is a generation of people, some of whom, whose parents threatened them and told them that they would go on uh, hunger strikes until they left Islam, right? Imagine your mom telling you, I will go on a hunger strike until I until you leave Islam, right? So this is a generation of converts and they don't want to be the only righteous and saved people in their homes. They want that to extend to everyone that is in their homes. And they say, imama, Make us leaders of the pious. This is not referring to uh, political leadership or leadership in, in, in a way that befits vanity, but instead leadership in a way that befits piety. Make us guide, guides of good. Make us amongst those that lead the way. Make us amongst the sabiqun. Make us amongst the forerunners. Make us amongst the true servants. And the ulama mentioned that this is in comparison with the, the idolaters and the oppressors who were competing over what? A takathur. They were competing over quantity that would engage in all sorts of sick practices to ensure that their heirs would be amongst the royal and amongst the elites in Mecca and would hold certain positions, status, wealth, whatever it may be. So while they were in rivalry over this world and were focused on placing their children in leadership positions in the sense of dunyawi leadership positions, these people are concerned with leadership in the sense of taqwa, leadership in the sense of piety. So let's break this ayah down a little bit further. 
Number one, qurrata a'yun. Let, let it be the coolness of our eyes. The last ayah that we spoke about, we mentioned that these are people whose hearing and sight, uh, when it hears the admonition, when they are reminded of the ayat of their Lord, they do not become deaf or blind to those ayat. So that is in that they receive admonition properly. But there is another level of this, which is the Prophet ﷺ explaining to us in a long hadith Qudsi, that when a person becomes amongst those who love Allah and are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, kuntu sam'ahu alladhi yasma'u biha, I become the hearing with which my servant hears. I become the sight with which my servant sees. What that means is that that person only wants to hear that which is pleasing to Allah, only sees that which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so here you have now a synchrony of the joy of my eyes being the pleasure of Allah's sight. What is pleasing in Allah's sight? Taqwa, piety. Right? What is pleasing in my sight? That my children be pleasing to Allah's sight. Okay? And so, Ibad al-Rahman and al-Rahman are pleased by the same thing now in the family members around Ibad al-Rahman, in their spouses and their children and their parents, their brothers, their sisters. What is a joy to their eyes is what is pleasing to Allah's sight. Right? So, رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنَ Oh Allah, let us see that moment where they embrace Islam, where they embrace faith, where they embrace righteousness, and where they move forward. SubhanAllah, one of the most touching videos, um, if, you, if you look up, there's a video of uh, Brother Hamza Sortes talking about his, uh, his mother, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless our brother Hamza. And he's talking about, you know, just, the, you, you could see the, the pain, right, of, of how badly... He wants his mother uh, to embrace faith. And it's really moving. And subhanAllah, there are many, many times that we'll find situations like this where, yeah, Allah, I want my family to experience guidance. I want my family to experience clarity. This is a theme prevalent throughout the Quran and one that spans everyone from the prophets to the most common believer possible. So Allah Azza wa Jal tells us in Surah Al-Ahqaf that the person who... حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ أَشُدَّهُ وَبَلَغَ أَرْبَعِينَ سَنَةً قَالَ رَبِّ أَوْزِعْنِي أَنْ أَشْكُرَ نِعْمَتَكَ الَّتِي أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيَّ وَعَلَى وَالِدَيْ وَأَنْ أَعْمَلَ صَالِحًا تَرْضَاهُ وَأَصْلِحْ لِي فِي ذُرِّيَّتِي إِنِّي تُبْتُ إِلَيْكَ وَإِنِّي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Allah tells us in Surah Al-Ahqaf about this person who reaches an age of maturity and they're calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking Allah to make their families righteous that that their families would be amongst those that are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they're all gathered in that ni'mah, that blessing of gratitude to Allah, and all counted amongst the believers. And so Allah complete the favor upon us by letting us be a family of believers. And Allah tells us right after that, the painful discussion between a parent and their child. وَقَدْ خَلَتِ الْقُرُونُ مِنْ قَبْلِ وَهُمَا يَسْتَغِيثَانِ اللَّهَ وَيْلَكَ آمِنْ إِنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقٍ فَيَقُولُ مَا هَذَا إِلَىٰ أَسَاقِرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ A mom pleading with her child, a father pleading with his child, believe, don't do this to yourself, don't go down this destructive path, and the children saying, back off, back off. Are you telling me I'm going to be resurrected and people have perished before me? And so, وَهُمَا يَسْتَغِيثَانِ اللَّهَ Those parents are begging to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
Woe to you, believe, for your own good, for your own good. And that person dismisses everything that their parents uh, give to them. Allah tells us that this is a feature of the prophets. The joy of Ibrahim salam standing with his son Ismail next to the Kaaba, holding up their hands to the sky and saying together, Rabbana taqabbal minna. Oh Allah, accept from us. Oh Allah, make me and my offspring amongst those who establish the salah. Oh Allah, I have put I have put my family here in this barren desert. Rabbana liyuqimu salah so that they can establish the prayer, so that they can establish a prayer. Oh Allah, allow them to be amongst those that establish the prayer. So you have the joy of Ibrahim salam with his son Ismail salam holding their hands up and then the pain of Nuh salam as his son stays behind and Nuh salam who for 950 years gave da'wah and is facing rejection from his wife and from his son and he's calling upon him and he's saying to, ya, to, to Allah, Ya Allah, ibni min ahli that my son is from my family. Ya Allah, he's one. He, he's mine. Let him let him come forward. But subhanAllah, he holds back and he ends up in a place of misguidance. Back to the story of Ibrahim Islam, Ibrahim passing away and uh, you know making sure that his children are upon faith. Ishaq speaking to Yaqub, Isaac to Jacob, saying, what are you going to worship after me? Yaqub speaking to Yusuf, Jacob speaking to Joseph. What are you going to worship after me? So all of these, um, you know, this, all of these verses about the parents trying to transfer faith through their children, and this is something that goes from again, it goes from the uh, the prophets all the way to the common person, and may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala allow us all to have families of righteousness. This is also a connection in that it's an embodiment of rahmah uh, to the family. It's an embodiment of rahmah to the family. They want their families to be saved from harm. They want their families to be saved from harm. And their priority is not just, you know, that their families uh, become successful, that their children uh, graduate and and gain uh, respectable positions in this life. Certainly they want to see their children succeed. But their priority is that their children and that their families are amongst those that are saved. Okay, so this is rahmah to the families uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about from ibadul rahman what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say next Allah azza wa jalla says ulaika yujzawna alghurfata bima sabaru wa yulaqawna fiha tahiyatan wa salama they are the ones subhanallah this ayah is so deep so deep ulaika yujzawna alghurfata bima sabaru they are the ones that are rewarded with lofty palaces in paradise for their patience they are the ones that are rewarded with lofty palaces in paradise for their patience wa yulaqawna fiha tahiyyatan wa salama and they are received in paradise with respect and with greetings of peace uh, here tahiyya is uh, is salutation. It is uh, it's honor. It's dignified. They are welcomed into paradise and given salam, given the verbal salam in paradise throughout the entire time. It's daru salam, the abode of peace. As you enter into Jannah, you will hear salam. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "La yasma'una fiha laghwan illa salama." That you're not going to hear any idle speech in Jannah except for salam. Okay, which is that you're going to hear a lot of salam in paradise. The angels saying salam in paradise. Uh, 
the people of paradise greeting each other with salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, Salamun alaykum ya ibadi, peace be unto you, my servants. Salam, salam, salam. It's all salam in paradise. The greeting of Ahlul Jannah is salam. Not just the humans, but the greeting of Ahlul Jannah period is salam, right? So you hear a lot of salam in Jannah, okay? So let's go, let's break this ayah down. They are given al-ghurfa. Now, obviously, in common Arabic, ghurfa is just a room, okay? Um, or when we speak about it. But ghurfa, uh, al-ghuraf, uh, refer to not just mansions and palaces, but typically speaking, uh, it would refer to a multiple-story home and the highest room in that home, which is reserved for the royals and the elites. So basically, the master bedroom of a palace. So it's referring to the highest palaces in Jannah because we know that there are levels in Jannah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it so that the highest levels in paradise are for Ahlul Bala, are for people who were tested. The Prophet wasallam said in an authentic hadith from Anas ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that the greatest reward comes with the greatest trial. وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ إِذَا أَحَبَّ قَوْمًا ابْتَلَاهُمْ And verily when Allah loves a people, He tests them. فَمَنْ رَضِيَ فَلَهُ الرِّضَى وَمَنْ سَخِتَ فَلَهُ السُّخْتِ The Prophet ﷺ said, and so whoever accepts that with pleasure will earn his pleasure, will earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whoever is discontent with that will earn the discontentment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. And so... Verily, they will attain the, the, these high palaces, these luxurious mansions and these luxurious residences in Jannah by virtue of the patience that they had. Now, there are different levels of patience. There's patience with people. There is uh, patience with prayer. There is uh, patience with establishing good. There is patience with natural disaster. There is patience with health. There are different types of patience. So let's break this down a bit. Abu Umamah radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I guarantee a house on the outskirts of paradise. For the one who leaves off arguments, even when they are right. And I guarantee a home in the middle of paradise, in the center of paradise. For the one who abandons lying, even when joking. And I guarantee a house in the highest part of paradise for the one uh, who hasana khuluqa, who perfected their character who or who excelled in their character. So husnul khuluq is the broadest stroke here. So the Prophet ﷺ says the highest level of paradise belongs to the one who has husnul khuluq, to the one who has excellent character. And excellent character comes through patience with people with bad character. Right, which is something that we established early on in this series. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Here sabr is not specific. Sometimes in the Quran, when the word sabr is used, when the word patience is used, it has a very specific connotation. Here it's used in the broadest sense possible. Why? Because Ibadul Rahman endure persecution with patience. Ibadul Rahman endure insult with patience. Ibadul Rahman are steadfast in struggling in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with patience. Ibadul Rahman carry out long hours of worship and work tirelessly uh, without any concern for this world, 
with patience. Ibad rahman resists temptations, the temptations of this world and the, te- the temptations of the shaytan with patience. Ibad rahman are patient in raising their families upon good. Okay? So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Enjoin your families with prayer. And exercise great patience with so. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about having patience with those righteous people that are looked down upon in society. Remember, Islam was a religion that appealed first and foremost to the downtrodden, to the slaves, to the oppressed, to those that did not come from elite places, to the poor. And Allah says, وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِي يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَةً Be patient, make yourself patient by keeping the company of those who call upon their Lord uh, in the morning and in the evening, seeking His pleasure, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Ibadur Rahman are made patient. Tawasul bil haqi wa tawasul bil sabr. They make each other patient in the face of the natural difficulties that come with being amongst uh, the people of Islam. By the way, this is my right hand in case the camera shows left hand. Bismillah. Alhamdulillah. Just in case no one thinks I'm I'm going back after Ramadan, drinking with my left hand again. All right. Uh, not that I was drinking with my left hand before. It's camera people. Um, so sabr is uh, vast. And generally speaking, the Quran and the Sunnah talk about higher levels in Jannah in, a, in, in connection to the more patience that a person had. So for example, the Prophet Sallallahu talks about a person who loses a child. That's the greatest balat that you could face, losing a child. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala asked the angels to build Bayt, Baytul Hamd, a house of praise for the person who loses their child and says, Alhamdulillah, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. That that person has a particular place in Al-Jannah. So the higher, you know, the more you endure in this world, whether it's at the hands of other people, or uh, inexplicable disaster, then the higher your rank in Jannah is going to be. So, ulaika yudzawna al-ghurfata bima sabaru. What do the angels say? Salamun alaykum bima sabartum. Peace be unto you for the patience that you have. Wa fiha tahiyya. Now, tahiyya refers to respect. And essentially, that is the honor and the respect that they did not get in this life from the fools but they get in the hereafter from the angels, okay? So the honor and the respect that they deserved, but unfortunately, because of their natural disposition, because of their humility, because of their character, they had to endure much in terms of insults and disrespect in this life. And so here they received tahiyyah, salam, return to them for the salam that they used to respond to always, when uh, when they were faced by al-jahilun, when they were faced with different situations, they always responded with salam. They responded with salam as a form of peace when uh, bringing together uh, brothers and sisters, uh, even if that was themselves being brought together or bringing themselves together with their brothers and sisters. And they responded with salam in the face of al-jahilun, in the face of those that were foolish and those that tried to provoke them, salam. And so here now, it's only appropriate that the salam that they used to give to people is returned by the angels in Al-Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا حَسُنَتْ مُسْتَقَرًّا وَمُقَامًا 
Therein they shall abide forever. Hasunat mustaqarran wa muqama. What an amazing abode. What an amazing place to settle. So what an amazing residence. And what an amazing place to rest for the rest of your, for, for the rest of your existence. If you remember, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about the fear that they have of hellfire, إِنَّهَا سَاءَتْ مُسْتَقَرًّا وَمُقَامًا That it is a miserable place to dwell and a miserable uh, presence to endure. So it referred to place and then time. مُسْتَقَرْ uh, refers to the place. مُقَامًا refers to being there for a very long time. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds and says, Hasunat mustaqarran wa muqama. You see the beautiful response of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That this is the best place to have in response. You feared the residence of hellfire. Allah is planning for you and decorating for you the residence of paradise. You feared spending some time in hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is entering you into paradise for eternity. So this is Allah's response to the dua that is made before and this is when Allah Azza wa says, وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى That verily the hereafter is better and longer lasting. So khayrun refers to, and that's when comparing this world, the abode of this world to the abode of Al-Jannah, that the abode of the hereafter is better. What Allah has given you, has in store for you in the hereafter is better than anything that could be given to you in this life due to the natural limitations of the realm in which we dwell right now. وَأَبْقَى And it's longer lasting. It's forever. If Allah were to give you everything that you wanted here and remove the limitations of dunya, then you would still die. And so you would miss out on it. So Allah loves you too much to give you something that is limited in a limited realm. Instead, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you something that is unlimited in an unlimited realm. Okay? Which is the reward of paradise. Um, so this is the beautiful response that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to those that call upon him uh, in fear of uh, not just losing out on the abode of this world, but of dwelling in the abode of hellfire. May Allah Azza wa Jal protect us all. So I want to end with this hadith, inshaAllah ta'ala, um, which uh, I think brings it all home, inshaAllah ta'ala. Uh, and the rain is picking up, so this actually might knock out my electricity and my power. <laughs> Uh, you know, with the lightning and the thunder here. May Allah Azza wa Jal accept from us all. So I'm going to end with this hadith, um, which uh, is is really one of my favorite hadith. And so uh, you might have heard me say that before with a few other hadith. This is definitely one of my favorite hadith. May Allah Azza wa Jal allow us to hear these words. The Prophet wasallam said <clears throat> that there will be an announcer in paradise. So imagine you've just entered into Jannah and you have gone to your new palace in Al-Jannah. You're taking it all in, looking around, and you're saying, is this real? <laughs> SubhanAllah. I mean, because it has in it what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no imagination has ever been able to comprehend. Jannah has opened up before you. You're in Jannah. You're being guided to your new residence where you will dwell forever. And you're looking around and you're just like, wow, subhanAllah, is this real? And so what is the first announcement that is made to the people of paradise? 
May Allah Azawajal make you and me amongst them. Ameen, ameen, ameen. May Allah make you and me amongst them. May Allah make you and me amongst them. May Allah allow us to hear these words the way that I'm about to narrate them to you, but from a different voice. The Prophet ﷺ said, as you enter into your Jannah and you take your place, a beautiful abode, an everlasting place. Once you get into Jannah, you're not getting out. You make it in there, there's no expulsion from Jannah. Yunadi munadin. A caller calls out, Ya Ahlal Jannah, O people of paradise, Inna lakum an tasihu fala tasqamu abada. That indeed you will be healthy and you will never be sick again. You will be healthy and you will never be sick again. In this world, sometimes it's not that the quality of life around us deteriorates, it's that we deteriorate because our health withers away. And so, by the way, when you get into Jannah, you're never going to lose your health. Uh, you don't get old in Jannah. Jannah doesn't get old, nor do you get old. Okay? You just, you're in a perfect space and with perfect health. So the caller calls out and says, Ya Ahl Jannah, Inna lakum an fala tasqamu abada. You will be healthy and you will never be sick again. Wa inna lakum an fala tamutu abada. And you will live here forever and you will never die again. You will live here forever and you will never die again. Wa inna lakum an fala tahramu abada. And verily, you will enjoy eternal youth and you will never grow old again. And you will be content in comfort and luxury and you will never face misery or hardship again. SubhanAllah. How beautiful is this call. And the Prophet said, فَذَٰلِكَ قَوْلُهُ عَزَّ وَجَلُ وَنُودُوا أَن تِلْكُمُ الْجَنَّةُ أُورِثْتُمُوهَا بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ And so it was called out to them that this is the Jannah that you have inherited by virtue of the good that you used to do. This is the paradise that you have inherited by virtue of the good that you used to do. Ya Allah, make us amongst those that enter into our abode in Jannah without any form of accountability or any form of punishment, without being touched by the fire. And Ya Allah, allow us to hear these words from the caller that we are told about. And Ya Allah, allow us to enjoy these blessings. Again, Yunadi Munadin, a caller calls out, Inna lakum an fala tasqamu abada. You will forever be healthy and you will never be sick again. Wa inna lakum an fala tamutu abada. And you will live forever and you will never die again. And you will be young forever, perpetually young, and never grow again. And you will be content in luxury forever, never to face misery or hardship again. And that is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Ibadur Rahman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst them. May Allah enter us into his rahmah with his rahmah and always make us people that long for his rahmah and that manifest rahmah to everything that is around us. 
And may Allah Azza allow us to dwell in graves with his rahmah and allow us to be raised with his rahmah and allow us to dwell perpetually in his rahmah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be worthy of this lofty title of Ibadul Rahman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower us with his forgiveness and mercy in this final night of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings. Allahumma ameen. Zakhnallahu khayran to all of you once again. Inshallah ta'ala, I will see you soon again, inshallah ta'ala. We will continue our programming shortly, so please do stay tuned. Uh, again, keep uh, keep us in your du'as. Keep our patient families in your du'a. If you go to the Yaqeen website and you go to the About Us and you read through the teams, make du'a for each one of our team members and their families as well that Allah grant them the acceptance of this Ramadan and Laylatul Qadr. And an angel will say, Ameen, and for you as well. Uh, I thank you all for, for giving me some of your precious time in this Ramadan. I take the amana of ilm very seriously that if you dedicated time to uh, to listen to anything that I had to say, uh, then that is a great trust that you've bestowed in me. I ask Allah to forgive me for anything I may have said wrong or any uh, misguidance that unintentionally may have escaped from my mouth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all from misguidance and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us firm on the truth. And so for the uh, last time in Ramadan, inshallah ta'ala, I'm signing off and uh, wishing you all the best and making dua for you tonight. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam taslima kathira. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.